and just tell them it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Tell them it's good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord. good amen it's good to see y'all this morning everybody doing all right praise the lord and i want to welcome all of our visitors do we have any do any first time visitors in the house this morning anybody is your first time praise the lord amen well we're glad you're here let's give the lord a hand praise amen. thank you for joining us and thank all y'all for joining us and we pray that y'all are blessed today did you leave out of here blessed amen with the one that provides the blessing that one is Jesus but uh, we want to welcome y'all and thank y'all and all of the, all the other guests and all the other family thank y'all for being here today uh, if you don't know if you haven't noticed today's mission Sunday amen the second Sunday of the month is mission Sunday and so um, in just a moment, we're going to get ready to take up our mission offering. And uh, so if you'll prepare your change or your your small bills or your large bills. But one thing is we get ready to prepare for that. I, um, in just a moment, the children are going to come out. and Amen. Touch your heart to give. Amen. But I do want to remind you that we are in the process right now, our... Uh, our team over in Pakistan, uh, our, our plant church planting team over there, is uh, is currently had to move out of their house into a rental property, and we're in the process of trying to um, trying to remodel their house because their house was not livable anymore. The roof was coming in, water was all coming in, and. And so they just uh, basically deemed it as unlivable. And so uh, we've already kind of started the, the construction process of that. And there's about 16 of them that live here on this property. 16 uh, of this team and their families that live here on this property. And so we're, we're working towards trying to get them, amen, back where they need to be, back in their home praise the Lord and not having to uh, spend extra money on rent that they don't have praise God and so our 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 financial goal is uh, is twelve thousand dollars and so we're we're saving up for that as for them amen and believing that God's gonna bring other resources in as well not just us but other people that want to come and support so I just want you to keep that in mind as we are taking up our missions offering and uh, and so at, I guess that we're gonna go ahead and the children are ready so Praise the Lord. All right. And the word of the Lord reads. When he had completed all his discourse in the hearing of the people, he went to Capernaum and a centurion's slave who was highly regarded by him 
was sick and about to die. And when he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders asking him to come and save the life of his slave. And when they had come to Jesus, they earnestly employed him, saying, He is worthy for you to grant this to him. For he loves our nation, and it was he who built us our synagogue. Now Jesus started on his way with them, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself further, for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. For this reason I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you, but just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my slave do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled at him, and turned and said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Amen. Let me pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you, Father God, that God, you are faithful, Lord, and you're mighty to save. And God, that you're still a healer. You're still in the business of healing. And God, that, Lord, you are a God that is a God of authority and a God that we can subject ourselves to and submit to, God. And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you're going to be with us as we communicate today. Anoint me to preach your word, God. But it'll prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive what it is you have today, God. Lord, as I just decrease and you increase in this place, Lord, we need you, my King. Forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would give the Lord a hand, praise, amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. I want to talk to you today about a subject, and my subject topic is, are you set under authority? Are you set under authority? You know, and when we think about it, most Christians, I believe, true Christians, truly want to live the kind of life that Jesus requires us to live, but often they find it difficult to do so. I think there's a lot of people that truly want to Live life in a way that glorifies God. Live a life in a way that exemplifies the character of God. In a way, amen, that brings glory to His name. In a way that would represent what it means to be a Christian. I believe that for the most part, most Christians probably desire to live in that way. Can I get an amen? 
But sometimes, in fact, a lot of times, we find it so difficult to do so in our lives. And what I want to share with you today is one reason why we can find it difficult to be and to live the way that God has desired us to. Amen. And one of the main reasons why is because people don't understand authority and they don't understand submission to authority. But as we look in the Bible, this is something that Jesus understood very well. It was something that he understood very well, and it's also something that you and I need to understand very well. You know, when we talk about Jesus, we know that Jesus is one that operated in great faith. Jesus was one that had complete trust in who he was as God's son. He knew who he was. Amen. And he knew that all the resources of heaven were available to him under the right circumstances. Can I get an amen? And one thing that we need to come to realize today is that if we have the same life in us that Jesus has in him, then why do we not have complete trust in who we are as children of God? But the answers to these questions requires an understanding of what it means to be under authority, what it means to be have submission, and what it means in order to be obedient. Somebody say, God is good. You know, as we look in the Bible, we begin to see all these various scriptures where Jesus was one that always desired to be obedient to the Father. Let me share a few of them with you as they will put them up on the screen. John 4 and 34, starting right there. John 4 and 34 begins to describe, amen. He says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to accomplish his work. He says the food. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Who? Of the will of the father. And to accomplish his work. And John 5 and 30. Amen. Is another scripture where we can begin to find. Where Jesus begins to describe. And his understanding. Amen. Of who he is in Christ. And what his. Amen. Goal and purpose was he said, I can do nothing on my own initiative as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. In John 7 and verse 16 and 17, amen, we see another example, amen, where Jesus is describing 
his understanding of the necessity of being obedient, amen, of being in submission and being under authority. And he says, so Jesus answered them and said, my teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. See, what I want you to grab here, saints, amen, is that Jesus was one that understood the authority that he was under, amen. And one of the reasons why Jesus was able to be so effective in his life, amen, is because he was one that was under complete submission and authority to the Father. He knew that he was set in authority, amen. And when he was able to be in position, amen, then he was able to accomplish what it was that God wanted to do through his life. But we're in a day and age today, amen, where people don't want to be subject to any type of authority. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, that God is a God of authority that establishes authority, amen. He establishes it in the home, He establishes it in the church. He establishes it in the government. Amen. He is a God that is a God of authority. Amen. And the reason why we need to grasp this today is because some of us are not able to be as effective in our Christian life. Amen. Because we're people that don't understand the importance and the blessing of being under authority. Amen. You know, the Bible says with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible, amen. And when you and I begin to tap in, amen, and become men and women that are set under authority, amen, then we're going to begin to see God move through our lives in a way like never before, amen. Because ultimately the authority comes from God, amen, and it's delegated and released down, amen, into the place and the people that God desires, amen, in order to be able to accomplish what it is, amen. I'm here to tell you today, you have no power within yourself, amen, to be able to accomplish the things that God wants you to accomplish, amen. If you have authority, amen, over demonic spirits, amen, if you have authority to cast out devils, If you have authority, amen, to heal the sick, if you have authority the blind to bring sight to the blind, it's only because God, amen, has released it to you. But you have to be in alignment with God, amen, under his authority, just like Jesus was under the authority of God in order for that to be released. Because I'm here to tell you, you within yourself have the power to do nothing. But when you're in line with God... And you're under authority. Somebody say God is good. Jesus was one that was obedient to the Father. Amen. Hebrews 5 and 8. Can you put that up there for real fast? And then Luke 2.52. But Hebrews 5 and 8. He says, although he was a son, he learned. Somebody say he learned. 
he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Even Jesus had to learn to be obedient. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says that he was obedient to the point of even death. Death on a cross. And if you remember correctly, amen, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was sweating blood, right there he says to the Father, Father, if this cup can pass, then let it pass. But if not, then thy will be done. Are y'all with me today? And Jesus is one that had to learn to be obedient, amen, because he had complete trust in the Father, in the will of God in his life. And he was in complete subjection, amen, to the will of the Father. And as a result, Result, amen. He brought glory to the Father, and God used his life in a powerful way. Can I get an amen? amen. How many of y'all want to see God use your life? But you've got to be one that's under authority. Luke 2 and 52. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and statute. And in favor with God and men. He, didn't just, he wasn't just born with it. Amen. He wasn't just born with all this wisdom. He wasn't just born with stature. He wasn't just born in, with this favor from God and men. Are y'all with me today? But as he obeyed and as he subjected himself and as he submitted, amen, then all of a sudden it was increasing in his life. Come on, somebody. The more that you subject yourself, the more that you come under the authority of God, the more, amen, the things are going to increase in your life. The more that God is going to use your life. But you've got to learn to obey. The more you obey, the more he reveals. The less you obey, the less he reveals. It's scriptural. But today we're in a society where nobody wants to be subjected to authorities. We're in a society of rebellion. In a society of lone rangers. In a society where we say, who are they to tell us anything? You live your life however you want to live it. You only live once. That's about as false of a doctrine as I've ever heard. Though you live your life for Christ, obedient to the will of the Father, amen, led by the Holy Spirit, complete subjection, amen, to the will of God, and then God's going to begin to bless your life. And He'll use your life. Think about it like this. If you were in the military and you couldn't obey any orders, do you think that they're going to use you? They're going to sit you on the bench or put you on the front line so you can get your rear end shot off. <laughs> or be a paper pusher. Coming from a Marine. The more that we can submit, the more that we can obey, the farther we can go with God. And the more effective we're going to be 
in our lives as Christians. As we look at this word there in that scripture in Luke 2.52, the word increased. In this verse, it means to drive forward. And this tells us right here that Jesus wasn't born full of wisdom and full of stature or full of the favor of God. Amen. And I know for some of you, that's probably hard for you to believe. Amen. But as we look here, it means that Jesus didn't always do what he wanted to do. You know, sometimes as Christians, we don't always do what we want to do. Hello, somebody. But he did what the Father wanted him to do. And to do that meant that he had to listen. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And he had to put back his own desires and his own thoughts. Amen. If you're going to drive your faith forward, amen, we're going to have to make some decisions about how we're living. Are y'all with me today? Now let's look at our key verse here. In Luke chapter 7. And let's look at the centurion soldier for just a moment. In verse 2, he says, And a centurion slave who was highly regarded by him was sick and about to die. And when he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders asking him to come and save the life of his slave. But when they had come to Jesus, they earnestly employed him, saying, He is worthy for you to grant this to him. For he loves our nation, and it was he who built us our synagogue. Now Jesus started on his way with them, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself further for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof and for this reason I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you but just say the word and my servant will be healed but as we look in this scripture right here we notice in verse 2 that the person in this story was a centurion he was a Roman soldier amen and he was not only a Roman soldier, but he was one that was responsible for many men. In fact, he was responsible for at least a hundred men. And we begin to see here in these verses where the centurion, he began to ask the local Jewish leaders to approach Jesus on behalf of his servant. Amen. And as you look here, he had this servant or this slave that he cared for dearly, amen, and he was willing to do whatever it was, could, whatever he could for the slave, because why? Because he loved him, amen. And then we begin to look in verse 4 through 7, and just before Jesus arrived at the centurion's home, he sends friends to tell Jesus that he's not worthy of his presence. He's not worthy, amen. Somebody say, God is good. Look at verse 8. Jump up to verse 8. 
He says, for I also am a man placed under authority. See, he realized that he was a man of authority, but he also realized that he was a man under authority. See, he realized that he was a centurion soldier. He was responsible for these men, and he was responsible for carrying out these specific tasks. But he realized that the authority that he was operating under was the authority of the emperor. And I'm here to tell you, he realized the centurion soldier had no authority if it wasn't for the authority of the emperor. And you and I have no authority in our lives if it's not for the authority of God that's been delegated down to us. Can I get an amen? amen. But if we're not in line with God... And we're not set up underneath his authority. And we're not in subjection to his will and his spirit. Then you wonder why, amen, you don't have the power and the authority to overcome the things that are coming against your life. Can I get an amen? Because you have no power without the power of God. You have no authority without the authority of God. See, we've got to begin to understand, amen, that we need to be set under authority just like this man was set. And it blew Jesus' mind, amen, whenever Jesus heard what this man said. When he realized what this man understood, amen, he saw that Jesus was one under authority. He saw that Jesus had the ability, amen, in order to be able to accomplish some things that were going to take place that he needed. He knew that Jesus had the ability to heal this person that he loves so dearly. And if you notice in the scripture, whenever he sent the friends to Jesus, he says, look, this request that this man is making, this is one that really dearly loves Rome. Hello, somebody. Let me see if I can read that to you. Verse 4. And when they came to Jesus, they earnestly employed him, saying, He is worthy for you to grant this to him. Come on. For he loves our nation. And it was he who built us our synagogue. He said he was worthy. He was one that was willing to be obedient for his country. He was one that was willing to lay down his life. Come on, somebody. For the Roman emperor. He was one that was committed. Come on, somebody. See, there's something about it. Amen. Amen. When Jesus, when God knows that you're one, amen, that's committed, when you're one that's obedient, when you're one that's in submission, come on somebody, he's going to say, you know what, that one right there, that one right there is worthy, come on somebody, he's worthy that I do it for him. 
And some of us are walking around missing the blessing of God in our life, amen, because we are not putting ourselves in a position of submission to where God can say, they're worthy for me to release that in their life. They're worthy for, to be entrusted, amen, with the blessings of God, with the favor of God, amen, with the anointing of God, with the power of God. And some of us are walking around, amen. Wondering why we have no authority over the demons that are in our lives. Somebody say, make me worthy, Lord. But it was driven by the centurion soldiers. It was driven by love. He loved Rome. He loved his country. He respected the emperor. And he was focused, amen, to simply carry out the task that he had been given. And he was one that understood the authority. See, we're in a society that doesn't understand authority. And we wonder why we're powerless. You can't sow rebellion and expect to receive blessing. And you can't sow rebellion and expect to reap faithfulness. Because you reap what you sow. Are y'all with me today? And if we're playing around with the world, but then we want to still have the power of God, it doesn't work like that. And we still want to have the favor of God. And we still want to have the blessing of God. But we're not really under the authority of God in order to receive what it is that God wants to release in our lives. And as a result, we're walking around as a crippled church. Somebody say, God is good. See, Jesus got this right. He knew where his power source was from. He knew that it was in the obedience. He knew that it was in the submission. He knew that it was in, amen, being alignment. There's no, there's no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. God is good, amen. As we go down just a little further. Let's look at verse 9. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled at him and turned and said to the crowd that was following him, 
I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith. Look, if, there's gonna, if, you, if you truly have faith, you're going to be obedient. If you truly have faith, it takes faith to submit yourself to an authority. Because you're putting your life in their hands. You're giving them control. And it takes faith in order to let God have control of your life. That's why he says you have to lose your life in order to gain it. But if you lose it for the sake of the gospel, then you gain it. You have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross and you have to follow Christ. Hello, somebody. God is a God of authority. God places authorities in in life. And and, and he recognized this in in this interior soldier. He says, look, I haven't even, he marveled at him. Jesus marveled at him and he turned and he said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith. In all of Israel, I haven't found this kind of faith before. Next verse. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. In other words, God moved on his behalf. Because how many of y'all know faith can move mountains? Can I get an amen? But faith lines up with obedience. Let me go to another scripture with you real quick in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11. I want you to understand this today because I want you to be blessed by being under authority. Like I told you at the beginning, God has designed authority in government. He's designed it in the home. He's designed it in the church. He says, beloved, uh, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Amen. How many of y'all know we're, we're, in other words, he's saying, look, y'all are strangers to this world. This is, you're just passing through here. Amen. This is not your permanent home. Amen. You're in it, but you're not of it. Can I get an amen? He said to abstain from lustly, fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. All of us got to fight the flesh, don't we? Next verse. But look, he says, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. Amen. Back then they would refer to the Gentiles as those that were unbelievers. Amen. The world. Keep your behavior excellent among the world, the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, somebody say good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of redemption. Now, if you notice, this is the same thing that God says, amen, to the wives, amen, be submissive to your husbands, amen. And even if they're not a believer, come on, somebody, you conduct yourself in a certain way, amen. And guess what, amen, they're going to see the way that you're conducting yourself, amen, and they're going to want to begin to see something different, and it's going to possibly bring them to the faith. Can I get an amen? 
As they observe them, amen, as they observe your good deeds, as they observe your excellent behavior, as they observe, amen, your life. I'm here to tell you today, amen, there's people that are watching us and they're watching us to see, amen, if there's something there in Christianity. But I'm here to tell you today, if you're conducting yourself, amen, in the way, amen, that's not, amen, worthy of your calling, how many of y'all know they're going to say, you know what, I'm not interested in any of that Christianity stuff there's nothing different it's a bunch of talk next verse he says submit yourselves for the Lord's sake somebody say for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether to a king as the one in authority or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. Next verse. For such is the will of God that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Just by doing right you're going to shut them up right there. You're going to silence them. Next verse. As for, act as free men, and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil. Come on now. But use it as a bond slaves of God. Amen. A slave is subject to their master. You're in freedom. You've been set free. Amen. But you still need to conduct yourself as one that's a bond slave unto God. The freedom comes through the submission to the authority. Can I get an amen? See, I'm trying to kill this doctrine of, amen, just live however you want. All throughout the Bible, it says, amen, children, honor your mother and your father, amen, as it'll be well with you. Or it won't be well if you don't. Wives, be subject to your husband. Come on, somebody. Amen. See, it's all lined up right there. It all lines up. When a man, when the man of the house, amen, is subject to God, then it gives the wife something to follow. When the wife is subject to the man who's subject to God, then it gives the children something to follow. Hello. Somebody say God is good. But how many of y'all know if the man is not in line? It makes it tough to follow, doesn't it? See, I'm trying to show you there's a blessing in being set under authority. Because there's a doctrine today that's going around. Amen? God places leaders and pastors and shepherds and, amen, 
husbands and parents in our lives for a specific reason. But he says, act as free men and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves of God. Next verse. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are unreasonable. For this finds favor, and if for the sake of conscience toward God a person bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly, for what credit is there if you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience. But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, and this finds favor with God. Somebody say, give me favor, God. Next verse. For you have been called for this purpose. Come on, somebody. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Whoever told you we're not going to suffer, amen, as Christians, amen. They misled you. Who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Next verse. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Even in the midst of his suffering, he still trusted God. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed. Verse 25. For you were continually staying like, straying like sheep. But now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Come on. Come on. Can I get the worship team to come forward? You know, God wants each and every one of us to exercise biblical authority. But before we can exercise biblical authority, we've got to be those that are under authority. And that's what he saw in this centurion soldier that just blew his mind. He blew his mind. My question to you, are you one that's willing to be under authority in order to be one that is, is of authority. Because if you can't obey, how do you expect anybody to be able to obey you? Somebody say, God is good. God wants us to exercise biblical authority, but before we can, we've got to be under authority. And it all comes from submission. Submission in the life of a believer. People want authority and they want the right to exercise authority, but they don't want to be under authority. Praise the Lord. 
And then you wonder why everything's out of whack. You wonder why you can't get the kids to obey you. But you won't obey your heavenly father. It's impossible to have authority without being under authority. Are y'all with me today? Because even if you're operating under the devil's authority, it's because you're under the authority of the devil. Three things I want to leave you with. Amen. Number one, your life is being watched. Amen. Your life is being watched. Number two, your Lord is being glorified. There's people watching your life. Through your life, the Lord's being glorified. And number three, you're being transformed into the image of Christ. Come on, stand to your feet. I want you to ask yourself this morning and say, am I set under authority? Am I subject to the Holy Spirit in my life? Or am I just doing whatever I want to do? Am I just living however I want to live? You know, the pastor, as one that God uses, amen, maybe to take authority over unclean spirits, principalities, That's not the only person that God wants to use in this world. God's given that same authority to you if you'll be in place. And God places people in your life. Amen. To guide your life. It's not because they're better than you. Jesus was God and he still didn't consider equality with God he still recognized the authority of his father so just because somebody's authority in your life doesn't mean that they're better than you but you've got to recognize that authority in their place when you look at a husband and a wife a husband is not better than a wife they're equal. But God has placed that authority in place. The spiritual leader of the household. Amen. But we wonder why the wife can't follow. We're not even in subjection to God.
Somebody say, God is good. I'm trying to help you be blessed. Amen. simple principle if you can learn submission you can learn obedience you'll see God take you far you'll see God use your life God will take somebody that's obedient and faithful and submitted and use them way before somebody that's gifted and talented doesn't call the equip he equips the called and he'll anoint you and he'll equip you he'll empower you and he'll give you favor and he'll give you blessing come on now there's blessing and submission praise the Lord come on give the Lord a hand praise in this house Now lift your hands to heaven and let's worship the King together this morning. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah.